Welcome to the Crackdown Comedy Club! On this week's podcast, we have Jim Elliott, Tom O'Mahony, Lalzy Byrne, Richie Bree, and Charlotte Regan. And Eddie and Damo talk about how Irish healthcare don't care. Bush bashing and cups of tea to a stranger. When is it not okay? It's episode eight of the Crack Den Comedy Club podcast. Eight weeks, demo. Hey, wait, yeah, it's, fl- it's flown in. It and, and Eddie uh, hasn't got food poisoning today, so that's good. Feeling great. I just watched him scoff a scone. <laughs> and it's rare to get uh, food poisoning from a scone. That's true, they're so dry. Mm. <laughs> well, not the way Eddie has them. Covered in jam. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I thought it. I was just eating a pile of jam, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, and he's like, there's jam. a scone under here. I say scone. It's because you're an idiot. Ah, scone's good. It's Where's my scone? It's scone. You got that little joke there, you know? It's, it's terrible. It's gone. Where's my scone? It's, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> gone. Oh, it's gone. It's Same gone. Joke. It's gone. <laughs> Different accent. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> yes, it just, it just depends what accent you've got. You say scone in. But people get really angry about that. So where that. do they say scone in England and Australia? Yeah. In America, what do they say? Oh, my God. They say biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> biscuits. Did you, have you ever been fooled by that? I went into like Popeye's chicken or something when I was in the States. And it says like, and it was like with biscuits. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have chicken and biscuits. It's a weird combo. That's very, it's all dry. Very dry, 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 dry. I was like, fine, give me biscuits. Everything's an extra dollar. You're getting yeah. a pile of biscuits. And then these dry scones came out. And I was like, Jesus. What, the f- what is this? What happened in America? They lost their minds. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, take your biscuits cookies. So these are biscuits. What a jump. So you were expecting digestives crumbled up on your chicken. In my head, I had, you know, chalk chip something. We got a great lineup of comedians. <laughs> That wasn't show. an edit, by the way. Eddie just cut. He just cut through. We our have a fantastic chatter. lineup of oh, actual God, comedy. Everyone loves scones and biscuits. Um, we got. Uh, we had a great lineup last week with Jim Elliott was on, um, all the way from Washington D.C. Speaking of the states, he says biscuits and he means both because he's mad a bastard. He says it all wrong. Uh, but he's got a great bit about how the Irish say it all wrong too. Oh yeah, straight in, Jim. Hit it. I have a real job, went into work, but before, I'd just gotten back, my wife and I went to Italy for two weeks. We had a wonderful time. I go into work, step into the office, I see a woman I haven't seen in like six weeks. And she looks at me and she hits me with this phrase. She goes, look at you, you must have been away the color of you. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> and now she's waiting for me to respond and I'm waiting for her to finish her fractured fucking thought. <laughs> Because the color of you doesn't mean anything, Dublin. It's a meaningless phrase. What about it? What are we talking about? It's like that other thing you people say, here comes your man, the head on him. What about the head on him? That's not a conversation. You can't just say, here comes a guy, he's got a head. That doesn't mean anything. So she goes, the color of you, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know what she said. Shit, oh, I don't know what to say. And then my brain piped up. I was like, Jim, calm down, man. You've been living here a long time. You understand the Irish, they got all kinds of phrases that don't mean nothing at all, right? They just sprinkle them into conversation. It's the seasoning, all right? It's not the meal. It's not the machine. It's the oil. You need to think of a phrase that also means nothing, fire it right back at her, and the exchange will be complete. And so I thought for a half a second, and I looked at her, and I said, well, sure, you know yourself. England, I don't know what the fuck that means. Sure, you know yourself. It's so fucking versatile. You can say it to anybody. 
you talk to some asshole from Kerry and you can't understand him because his accent's like blah, 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 blah. Just put your hands in your pockets. Sure, you know yourself. You're like, what a charming young man. Like, ah, ah, ah. You can use it anywhere. Like, you can put, like, a cop pulls you over. Like, do you know how fast you were going? Ah, sure, you know yourself. Ah. I know myself. <laughs> Eddie knows himself. Jim Elliott there. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's well, know yourself. Enough. That's what Socrates said. Know yourself. Is it? Know thyself. Nah, I don't know. Just didn't he say? Um, who had you know? Popeye goes. I am what I am. But that was also not so great. Di- different uh, philosopher. That was Descartes. Oh, Descartes. I think therefore I not am. So great. I know that I am. That's Socrates. a different phrase. I don't oh, know where yeah. you got. <laughs> who the hell are you? That's another phrase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this guy over here? Descartes another... had. I think therefore I am. And then someone said back to him. Yeah. Well, I think I think therefore I think I am. <laughs> Nightcarts. Deal with that. There's Descartes and Nightcarts hey, fighting each other. Hey. I never heard of Descartes. He's a French, Rene Descartes. He was... Um, oh, Rene Descartes. He also came up with like a lot of mathematical stuff. So he came, he was like a philosopher and a mathematician. Came up with algebra pretty much. Or like some form of... Oh, I don't like him now. And Cartesian geometry. That's what it was. You know, like, did you ever see like uh, graphs with an X and a Y? Yeah. That's all Descartes. Same guy no. as I think, therefore I am. I Same love an X and a guy. Y graph. X, Y graphs, Descartes. A lot of comedy comes from those graphs. I, I do all my jokes. I write them out in X, Y graphs and I say, thanks, Descartes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's very mathematical, these jokes. Maybe that's where the philosophy came from. He was trying to do maths, which is sometimes very hard. And then when he couldn't do it, then the philosophy came in. Why am I here doing these stupid sums? That's one of his. <laughs> <laughs> I think I should stop doing maths. Therefore, I am. <laughs> he, uh, was, if he had a funny way, how he died was uh, tragic and funny at the same time. He, um, Let me guess. He fell off directly Y onto an X. <laughs> <laughs> he fell off a cliff and be, to the zero point. <laughs> right. X marks the spot. That's another one of Descartes. That's another, as he fell, X marks the spot. Blah. Uh, no, he was so he was like a famous philosopher back in the days, like 400 years ago or something. Huge and, uh, Insta following, huge. Oh man, like he couldn't get off Insta, he was hooked. But <laughs> he, so I think it was the Queen of Sweden, yeah, the Queen of Sweden wanted um, uh, to be taught lessons by the great philosopher Descartes. This is what philosophers do. Are did you back making in the day. this up? I'm as not you making go along. this up. I'm not making this up. How do you know this stuff? I studied philosophy for a while. And uh, so the Queen of Sweden, because um, this is what like the royals would do in different countries. They wanted to get taught by the best. So they'd pay them a load of money for like six months of lessons. So they paid, for this, they paid for this Descartes guy to come over to Sweden and teach the Queen uh, for the winter. But Descartes was used to that lovely French weather. He turns Ooh. up in, uh, in, in Sweden for the winter and he dies within like a month. Like this, this shit's what? too cold for a philosopher. He's, this guy's used to doing maths in the Mediterranean. Well, he sun. showed up with his little stripy shirt beret <laughs> and like navy blue shorts. And his XY graph. Yeah, yeah. Just like, a little scarf around his neck with the, the Your garlic. XY graph won't save you in Sweden, buddy. Oh, wow, man. So he just died of the cult. He died. And that's where sad syndrome came from as well. That's Descartes as well. That's another Descartes. That's another Descartes. Yeah, go on, Descartes. Oh, wow. I wonder how they found out about him back in the day. How they found out about him? Was he following these Insta? Books, man. Books. Oh, yeah. Distributing (laughs) books around. (laughs) How did they find out about... What were you... Would have taken ages. You used to live in caves and books. No, of course. I know that they could get... But it would have taken a long time. Well, a few days the book would arrive on in the a, other on country. A, on a boat. On a boat, a few weeks, the books 
get there. Does he? But does he do like a book signing tour? It will just take forever to get around everybody. Hey, you know, they, people talk. They're not. They're, they they say this guy Descartes is hot shit, and then send him over. Man, if you like maths like, and philosophy, so every- you got booked. To the, you were in Sweden last week doing a gig. Oh, much was. like Descartes. Well, no one, no one mentioned him. No one mentioned him. <laughs> funny enough, didn't come up. <laughs> that philosopher they killed four hundred years ago. <laughs> There's probably a statue of him that I didn't see of him just lying on the ground, covered in snow, and the snow is part of the sculpture. I really hope I am. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope I'm right about this Descartes thing. I'm. I know he died from being booked for a teaching job a book. but in I think it was in Sweden but anyway could be wrong write in tell tell me if I'm an idiot any Descartes fans out there yeah do you think mathematicians and philosophers would listen to they like stand up comedy don't they because it's all philosophy isn't it uh, comedians asking questions uh, they're probably busy with fucking formulas and things. <laughs> yeah, they're thinking busy. about big, huge things. They're probably busy. I do want to hear more Jim Elliott, though. Yeah, Jim got it. Jim thinks, therefore, he is about therapy this time. Who else is in therapy? Anybody? Who else is in therapy? Yes, one, two, excellent. Anybody else? Three, beautiful. You should be. They offer it. What's holding you back here, pal? And I know you're not shy because you just told a room full of strangers. Yes. <laughs> So whatever the, uh, but here's the thing. I am in therapy. I've been in therapy for years. I was on antidepressants for a little while, but I knocked that off. So that's, that's good. But I'm trying to talk about it more. I'm trying to talk about it more to my friends. I'm trying to talk about it more in my sets. I'm trying to normalize it. I'm trying to make it seem like it's a normal fucking thing you can do. We all know a million assholes every year who run a marathon. Fuck them. Like, this is only an hour a week. You can't run a marathon on an hour a week. Like, your feet will fall off. So, but that's the thing is you can just do it. You people, you, if somebody says I signed up for a marathon, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a thing. But people don't act like that when you tell them you're going to therapy. They try to be nice about it. You go, I'm going to therapy, and they want you to feel like that's nothing to be ashamed of. But they say it wrong. They go therapy. That's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that then? If I told you I went to the gym yesterday, you wouldn't be like, the gym, that is nothing to be ashamed of. You're merely looking after your physical health. No, but I'm trying to talk about it more because guys got to go to therapy. Irish guys especially. Irish men kill themselves more than Irish women at a rate of four to one. So ladies, step it up. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. That is a joke. Do not step it up. Or tweet that I said that. Um, <laughs> Jim Elliott there. <laughs> or tweet that I said that. Nothing to, nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. We have it on the old I tell you what, 20 years ago, right. <laughs> 20 years ago, it would have been something to be ashamed of. What's that? Therapy. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's no- this, on this little island. Good on Jim normalizing it. Good on Jim. Well, it's kind of, I mean, it's fairly normalized now, yeah. isn't it? I think, I think we've kind of come to terms with therapy is good, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, there's, I that, mean, there's that cliche of the old Irish man who won't tell anyone his feelings but like we're not that anymore well before now there'd be no therapists they were just publicans because everyone would just have a drink at the bar and just the, the barman or yeah, well, they go the to the priest star. first to, con- to confess and talk <laughs> but then they get fiddled <laughs> with and then they go to the pub to get alcohol to deal yeah. with that so they, yeah. were de- they were trying to deal with one problem then it became worse and then they go to the pub so now we've got the therapist which is a third knock on you go confession pub and then the therapist if you want to do it with out booze. Mm. But you can probably drink in the therapist's office as well if it helps. And it's even more expensive than booze. But cool. Hey. But yeah, Jim was saying he was on antidepressants and he's off them. Have you ever been on the antidepressant? No, I am on a medication, Lamictal, which is for my epilepsy. Lamictal, eh? Get this, it's the same drug that's used for bipolar. 
mm. because what it does, it, it, it controls the salinity of your cell membranes, blah, blah, blah. But what it happens is, uh, fucking <laughs> blah, 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 membranes, whatever. Some shit about that. <laughs> but it kind of basically kind of controls the activity in your brain. So you, like your, your brain activity doesn't go too high frequency wise or too low. Because mm. with bipolar, obviously you'd have manic highs and lows. But in epilepsy, if it goes too high, you have a seizure. So mm. it kind of works for both conditions. Um, but also it kind of it flattens your mood so for like I'm on this 10 years now like the first six months or a year I was feeling nothing I just felt like absolutely empty because I was so heavily medicated I just couldn't feel anything and my friend at the time he came out to me as gay and he said no bad time to do it to you bad time he said that he had feelings for me and I was like oh man well in your head you went oh man in real life you went oh yeah, I just said, I don't have feelings for anything. I don't feel for... <laughs> I could be gay, I don't know. I'm I on these be. drugs. It's a bad time. And, um, but we're still friends. We're still best friends, so that's good. Best friends? Yeah. You've never talked to them before. But... What do you mean? Well, look, if you haven't said it on the podcast, they don't exist. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to tell all my best friends. i got loads of... Okay, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's... Are you, have you ever been on antidepressants? No, never. But sometimes I think... I... <laughs> Case Supri, Damo. No. <laughs> the last Why person in the that? universe to be on antidepressants. Nah, man, but sometimes... Can you imagine Damo on antidepressants? Like, that would be... You'd probably... be bouncing off the walls. It would, have to, it would have to have a flip effect. You would have to get depressed if you went on antidepressants. You're too Maybe. happy. Maybe. But I was thinking... Happiest you... person I know. Is that true? Are. Yeah. Uh, people don't uh, like all that. my friends are miserable people don't like that here no you've got to cap it with some drugs no I don't take it but I was thinking can you have depression uh, seasonally because there is sad syndrome we mentioned but like I, I think I'm depressed in the morning you know when you wake up you're like uh, I don't want to do anything and then by, after you had breakfast and then lunch, you, you feel so, great. Yeah, so seasonal adjustment disorder. That's the seasonal depression. So you you have day, day. adjustment. Yeah. Dad, you got dad. Yeah, I've got dad. Wake up and like, uh, the kids are running. Dad, dad. Like, ah. That's just called waking up. That's thing. called being waking a grown up. up. Yeah, it's called waking up is never great. I it's, would love to have an antidepressant that you can w- take. It's next to your bed. You wake up. You have it straight away in coffee. the morning. Oh, that's it. Well, I do that already. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's it. We there solved we go. it. It's <laughs> caffeine. It's caffeine, everybody. Wait, Tom, <laughs> Tom. Mornings are tricky if you work nights. I was thinking about this the other day. And uh, say if you if you uh, work nights, if you're like a comedian or a musician or bar staff or anyone who works nighttime, right? Uh, I wake up at like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't start work for like another 16 hours. Who wakes up 16 hours early for work? ludicrous i should go back to bed but there's too much to do it's a great life it is um, a good life but anyway there you go tom o'mahony we had speaking on. of parents yeah speaking of parents another another comedy dad and a great bloke man great guy another great guy yeah. great mullet oh mate google if you don't know him already and he has a couple of great podcasts as well buckshot is one of them tom the bear o'mahony he's doing three podcasts now he's got at least three jerry Who the McBride. hell does three podcasts how does he do fit three into the week and he's got a kid who knows <laughs> I think his kid is on the, uh, the I think tech his, I think his kid is starving to death How is he <laughs> My podcast There's not enough hours in the day to do it Dad dad Dinner time It's podcast time Get the fuck out of my studio Go find some food in the woods I'm doing a podcast <laughs> I'm talking to Jerry McBride For a Tom and Jerry podcast Which is true That's a great oh. Great pun Great Another great comic Okay 
Tom O'Mahony. Oh, this one is talking about... Uh, oh, you're here. It's a, it's a certain uh, person that he came across. This is going to be wild. I don't know what's going to happen. I get on stage and I get heckled with something I've never heard in my entire fucking life. The most bizarre shit, right? There's 142 people in this room all sitting there just twitching and shit. Like I'm going to get fucking stabbed. And I'm kind of looking forward to it. You know that kind of way? It's like... <laughs> we've been locked in a fucking house for two years. I take a good old stabbing any day of the week. Right? <laughs> And there's this old woman sitting in the front row. She's somewhere between the age of like 26 and 94. Like, you know, <laughs> have you ever looked at somebody and not known what's wrong with them? You're like, is that age or are they just fucked from the beer? You know, that kind of like, like she had those lines. You know those lines that some old women get from me? Years of being a sour old bitch. You know those lines like, <laughs> like men get them too, but they can grow a mustache. Like, ah, fuck it, she could have grown a mustache. Jesus Christ. You wouldn't have ridden her into battle. She was fucking rode off. <laughs> just started licking her tooth, right? I knew, right? Singular, singular, right? I knew she was going, and she just leaned forward and before he even got to say a word, she said, hey, see you! I went, that's, that's kind of impossible right now. What do you mean, see me? See you! I went, okay, I see me, yes, Mrs. And out of nowhere, she just went, shows your cock, right? Now, on my life, I swear to God, right? There's about 60 of us in here, we can all agree that's a strange thing to say to a gentleman. 142 people in that room, nobody thought it was weird. <laughs> Everybody looked at me like, well, like... <laughs> I mean, I fucking did. I didn't know what else to do. I was... I just didn't know when to put the fucking thing away. It made, made the next 25 minutes weird in my set, to be fair. Hey, Tom O'Mahony feeding his kid. With his willy hanging out. No, no, wait, whoa, no, no, different things. That uh, was a different Tom. Feeding uh, his kid and then... Yeah, Tom O'Mahony there, great. Great stuff. Okay, I'll just um, interrupt myself. Descartes. I looked it up. I hey. looked at his old wiki. His wiki. His wiki wiki. He might have typed it out himself. He might. He looks like that kind of character. You know, I've seen this por the portrait of this guy here. I've seen that before. Yeah. I think I knew Descartes, but didn't know of him. You know, the classic French head with the big nose. <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> Can you say that? How is it? What's a classic French head? Show me that. With, the, with the, the black eyebrows and the schnoz. Oh, it's just a smug look. That's what the classic it's French smug, yeah. is. Just smug. Very handsome. Very smug. I wouldn't call that the... handsome. That's a, that nose is... It's a very good look. It's the size of a, a triangular sandwich. People love that. People love... People love a sandwich nose. Yeah, um, and he's got the long um, black hair and he's got the Harry Hill collar. Anyway, so, I, so did, did I get it right? You did, man. Well done. Ten points. Just have a look. It says here, yeah, he died of uh, pneumonia. He yeah. caught it on the 1st of February, and then he died on the 11th of Feb. Yeah. Bam, 10 days later, in 1650. And he was only aged 53. Ripe old age of 53. He got a lot done, though. Got a lot done in that short period of time. Um, yeah, so good on you in Stockholm. Which, uh, yeah, I was there last week, and I, I didn't see any... So, Daniel, basically, you didn't believe me. I did. I just wanted to, you know... Just... Oh, oh, you did, but you still Googled it. Well, just for everybody listening to be like, look, Eddie is not making this up as he goes. It's Demo, true. I don't go fact checking you live. As I don't have saying. any facts. There's nothing I've said that you went, that can't be true. <laughs> Everything you say, but I just let it slide. I don't say anything clever enough to be like, I'm looking that up. <laughs> I don't say anything clever at all. All right. Uh, oh, well, let's hear some uh, crowd work from, from myself. <laughs> No, there was a... Now, listen to this hero. There was a, a guy in the audience from Boston, and uh, his name was Marvin, right? And he was a Marine. I, just, I found it just from talking to him. And then he goes, oh, what do you do now? And uh, he's a firefighter. 
So a firefighter in Boston, and he just got engaged. Like this guy just kept on getting rounds of applause on top of round of applause on top of round of applause. Yeah, he got all the hero points in the room. Yeah. Every other man was completely emasculated yeah. by the fact that this guy had fought in wars, saved lives in fires. I mean, married, yeah, that was... I mean, and then just, and then got engaged. And so then, um, so what you can't hear, but what's happening is um, the best man of the stag dude that was in walk over and give him two pints, um, two fresh pints of Guinness for um, for Marvin and his, uh, his fiance. Oh, the, with the, yeah, fiance. Were you in the Navy or are you? Marines. Gee! <laughs> Gee! Oh, shit! Ooh, and uh, like you're just travelling around? What are you up to now? isn't happy in here right now is James who's like there were my points <laughs> honeymoon the married marine the married marine yeah so good they got married I saw my fiance no they were, they were married and they were on honeymoon that was, a, that was a great stag as well very yep yeah, they cheered in the right places no interruptions great great laugh giving pints out to other married people yeah there was Excellent. a celebration of love James 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 Jamie James James the stag Great night, great night. Oh, and on the same night, there was... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, that jerk. You, there's a great Eddie just talking about just drinking an island. Why wouldn't you? Bushin came up and the topic was a lot of people, Irish young people who I was like, you guys Bush. Bush means, I guess, what you're telling me, drinking in the park. And then uh, the German guy just took it like, to the next level, I guess. Bushin, do we call it, we have a phrase for drinking in parks. Technically, it is against the law to drink in public in Ireland. But in Galway, the guards, they don't care. You can do it in all the parks. And it's called bushing. In Galway, that's what it is. You're drinking beside the bushes. That's your bushing. Um, hide inside the bush. Hide inside the bush. Well, that, no, you're a German creep. That's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he jumps straight to being a pervert every time, doesn't he? <laughs> drinking beside the bushes. Yeah, and then you hide, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're surprised to vomit. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> No, no, that's not what we do. It's a friendly drink. It's funny, you just, you're hiding the bushes, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because they're allowed to drink in public in Germany. So oh, may- yeah. maybe in his head, he was like, oh, they call it bushing here. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're secretively hiding bushes. That's yeah. what I love about Germany. Like, it's very efficient. Things get done. Yet they can also drink and party. Good time, yeah? You go to a train platform in Berlin and there's vending machines with bottles of beer and that in it. Mm. So you just want a bottle of beer on your way to work or something? You can't mm. put fiver into the thing. If that was in Ireland, it's like everything would just shut down, <laughs> wouldn't it? If you could get beer out of vending machines here, this podcast would never happen. Yeah, we'd be outside drinking. We'd be bushing right we'd now. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Hiding in the bush. Um, it's funny. We in Australia we call. Uh, there's not really drink doesn't have to be involved, but it is sometimes bush bashing where you get in a vehicle and just drive through the scrub. You want to go bush bashing? We used to do that in Perth just for... But you're not drinking while you do that. No. No, that's just a separate... Oh, bush bashing. Bush bashing. And then usually if it was a ute, there'd be like people bouncing up and down in the back of the ute with cans or something like that. 
Oh, so you get a big fucking four by four. Yeah, that's the drive into it. bushes. Yeah, I remember me and Man, my brother. That is that is a fuck. That's quite a hobby. There, right there. So much, there was so little to do in Perth when I was growing up. So when uh, when me and my brother and a few of our mates, when we were sort of like teens, we we put we all chipped in, bought a car, secondhand car for two hundred dollars, nothing. And uh, my mate who was a who was an apprentice, a spray painter for like cars. What do you call that? Whatever it is. He, we taped up the windows. He painted the whole thing, so it looked brand new. It looked brilliant. It's old Datsun. It looked amazing. You know that sort of sheen that looks green, and then you just go around. And it looks purple, metallic. It looked insane. No, no plates on it. And then we just all got in. There's like six of us piled <laughs> into this little Datsun, and then just like drove out through, just scrub until it fell apart. <laughs> that was a that was an afternoon <laughs> afternoon in Perth. Bush bashing. Bush and so bashing. what's the the thrill is just. Bash in the bush. Bash That's in it. the bush. You just drive hard into a bush and hope the car gets over it. Is that yeah, the idea? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, but like the, the bush is in like multiple bushes. You know, the bush is, is we just. But does the it. car not just get stuck in the bushes? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> That is, I got it. That's the weirdest hobby I've ever heard of, Demo. You just be like, oh, it's stuck on a log. Keep going. You get out, you push it. You get it over the log, keep going. We bashed another bush. We bashed another bush. Woo. I would just be like, can we not stay on the road? <laughs> why, why are we going into the bushes? Why are we just, where, where are we going? At the shop? We'll just stay on the road. Like, That's exciting. I guess because we've got a lot of uh, bloody marsupials bloody floating about. So um, sometimes like a kangaroo would jump out and be like, yeah, brilliant. It's a kangaroo. We wouldn't kill anything. Oh, it's because you like hit the, the bush, the kangaroos are like, oh shit, and then they jump, they jump out. Around. We're like, hey, kangaroos. We've spotted one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the roos. So it's a safari. It's a safari. It's a safari, but you're also destroying the wildlife as you go. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) It's a safari, but you're not you're not willing to wait to see the wildlife. You actually drive into them. We just drive, yeah, like to find them in a shiny purple Datsun. Do you think this still happens in Australia? Bush bashing. I'd say so. Yeah. If you if you're too fun to if you're living in Australia and you go bush bashing, please. Uh, right into the podcast send us pictures of your bush bashing DM the insta like, I we miss... do not condone bush bashing we do not condone destruction of wildlife yeah. but all the same do tell us you mad it's bastard. usually just wild scrub you know like you'd see on the nullarbor it's just like just dry and just scrubby and you know no one likes to scrub no one likes scrubby like you know you usually just go over it the plants are pretty yeah you couldn't bush bash here like one bush and you're, that's it, your car's a ride Yeah, so here it's just damp and muck and more rocks and all yeah. that. There it's just like the plants, if they can survive 48 degree heat. You'd need a monster truck to bush bash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah just a big, or a, uh, on, be on the back of a sheep. Speaking of monster trucks. Um, How are you going to link this to the next? Vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> From big to little. Uh, Get a monster truck with a needle in it, drive it into my arm. I, uh, I I was talking about vaccines the other night and I think it is, explains itself. In Ireland, we had 95% uptake of the fucking vaccine. And uh, and Americans, you got, you were fucking paying people to take the vaccine. No one wanted to take it over in your country. They're all like fucking QAnon. They're, they're all pedophiles. Ah, they're like, but because uh, it's conspiracy theories. You know, Germany at 70% only would take the fucking vaccine. Ireland had 95%. At the time, the Germans were asking Ireland, like, how, how are you so successful with the vaccine? What's happening? You're so disorganized as a country, and yet everybody's taking the vaccine. What the fuck is Ireland doing? I'll tell you what we did. You didn't get your vaccine. You weren't allowed to go for a pint. That was, that was the most successful trick Ireland has ever pulled off. We had people... Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Get your fucking vaccine and then you go for it. 
We had fu- it didn't matter what conspiracy you believed in. We had fucking flat earthers with tinfoil around their head outside the pub going to the bouncer. Yeah, put it in my bum. I don't care where you put it. I want a pint. Give me the fucking thing. It wouldn't matter if, if the fucking vaccine was a suppository the size of a fist up your arse. We'd have been like, give it to me. I want my pint. Yeah, I'll take whatever vaccine. People in the hospital taking up all the ICU, the intensive care beds, are the unvaccinated now because they have worse symptoms. I read a, there was a journalist in the Irish Times wrote that uh, they shouldn't be allowed hospital beds because they chose not to get the vaccine. So we should kick them fucking out. It's fucking a bit harsh. <laughs> Jesus Christ, let them die in the streets. Like, what the fuck? Like, uh, they made a choice. No, look, they, di- they didn't want the vaccine. Now they're in the intensive cares because they have the bad symptoms. I say let them stay in the intensive care, but give them the anti-vax medical treatment that they would want, you know? Oh, you can't breathe? No, no, nurse, put the ventilator down. It's turmeric and pepper on his forehead. <laughs> it's very effective, isn't it? It's very, ev- oh, his heart's stopping. Oh, it's time for the homeopathic defibrillator. Charge. Oh, he's died. Oh, that's how he would have wanted to die. Correct, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Eddie there uh, uh, doing the, you know when you do go to babies and blow on their tummy? <laughs> That's the defibrillator for the, um, the anti-vax. <laughs> and, and they giggle away and forget that they're infected. <laughs> the margarine on the tum-tum. Uh, yeah, great stuff. That's, you've got more about uh, Irish healthcare. You're sort of uh, going oh Jesus! On. I never stopped this week. Oh you yeah, never, you just kept on going, talking about what's going on. This, this was just a bit, of, a random bit of crowd work. I asked someone if they. Yeah, actually, I think it's just all, it's all in it. Attention deficit disorder. Does anyone here have attention deficit disorder? They're never listening. Where are they? They're all. In... Everyone point into their friend. Everyone. It's just a room of bullies. Like, well, this it might not be ADD, but there's something wrong with this lad. I can tell you. So you're pointing at your boyfriend. Uh, uh, do you have ADD? I just forget shit. You just forget? Not the same, man. Not the same. That's amnesia. Okay. Uh, someone behind you? Yeah. Do you have ADD? Do you have, do you have it? Some people say. Some people say. And that's how Irish healthcare works. Um, <laughs> we don't do doctors. We do a consensus of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm the same. I'm not actually diagnosed as well. But you know when you know you have something. You know what I mean? You just know when you know. Know when you know. You know when you know. You're dead right. That was funny, that guy just going, ah, people tell me that I'm great. That's what most people in Ireland do. Because I, I, I ask people in the audience and I just talk about attention deficit and every, that's pretty much everyone's reaction. Like, well, a lot of people tell me I have it, but uh, you know. I actually went to the GP last week to get um yeah i wanted to get the epilepsy drug you're saying that one yeah i had to get my medication prescription renewed but i also asked them i thought saying i think i have add and uh, she gave me a form to fill up and uh, gps can't uh, actually diagnose you but they can give you like a preliminary and then send you to a specialist so i did out the form and then she looked at it and she was like oh yeah that looks like you've got uh, attention deficit disorder. what is that because you just draw a dragon on the form yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, you started filling it in and then you just drew like a school bus with koalas on it. <laughs> yeah, that's Are they nice. bush bashing? Just lots of scrub down the bottom of your pen. Can I have another biro? Like, Where'd you get these crayons from, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got something, mate. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, she said, uh, oh yeah, it looks like you got attention deficit, all right. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then she said, so I can uh, refer you to uh, a specialist, a psychiatrist, mm. uh, but it, it's it's quite a long waiting list. Um, and I was like, oh, right, well, yeah, refer me anyway. And how long uh, do you think it is? And she was like, oh, it's about four years. Four years? Huh? Yeah, four-year waiting list to get seen for attention deficit. And I said, well, how is it that long? She said, well, you know, because... There's a lot more awareness now about uh, neurodivergence and certain disorders. So a lot more people are getting treated. And so the waiting list has gone on. Oh, so, so it's, I have a saturated with people. So, so the previous model of the healthcare was, uh, hopefully people don't know they have the illnesses and diseases and then they won't get checked. <laughs> That's the efficient way. There's so, only one doctor. It sounds like they have ADD. Ah, maybe in four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get distracted. So now there's too many. So they just need to hire more people with... That's the thing. When you know, when we know more about mental health, which we are, every you know, every year we're getting more into figuring out our brain. Yeah. <laughs> then we're figuring out instead of just before we were like, do your job, go home, eat, go to yeah. sleep. G- yeah, Jim Elliot was talking about how uh, you know we're talking more about therapy. He's going to therapy. He's talking about it on stage. And the reason Irish people never talk went to therapists or talked it was actually just a government conspiracy. They didn't want to bother spending money on healthcare. They yeah, just didn't want to spend not. money on therapists, so they were just like, yeah. you know what? Don't just don't mention your feelings. Keep it, uh, keep it down. Have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Shush now. Cheaper. Yeah, but that's that's four years. Are you gonna are you gonna book yourself in? For fucking four years? no. Wait, four years. And then I'm not gonna book it. No. Well, I'm Do it because like three and a half years from now, you'd be like, oh, what's this on my calendar? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Stuff okay, it. I will. I should I should book it. But I'll Do be waiting. It, I'll be waiting two years for a letter, and then I don't know where I'll be living. You know, this is what ah, they do. They, yeah. they, I've had this before with my epilepsy where you move house, then you get a letter at your old house and then you call them and they say, oh, but sure, we talk, try to reach out and then you're waiting another two or three years for your next thing. You're like, oh my God. But anyway, um, yeah, so the GP, she, uh, I, I was like, four years, that's crazy. And she said, yeah, but you know, like, so you, 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 prob- you know, you probably have it. You've got attention deficit. So, I mean, you know, getting the diagnosis, like, what difference does it make? That's what a GP. That's what a GP. That's a GP. What difference does it make? <laughs> this is how jaded Irish GPs are. They're just like, you know, you're sick. So I mean, just go home and die, and at least you know, you well, know. Didn't Descartes? I think also said that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, therefore, the go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, therefore, what's the point? Yeah. I'm going to Sweden tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's outrageous. Can I have that in writing and then you sign it with a terrible signature? Doc? Yeah. I should have gotten that in writing from the GP. Sure, you know you have it, so go home. Yeah, but what can you do when you know you've got ADD? You don't, you just, She's kind of right, I suppose, but, you know. What maybe you get do? some coping mechanisms from a psychiatrist or, like, get some ways of dealing with life. Yeah, but then there's a four-year waiting list, so what's That's the it. point? What's the, she was right. <laughs> she, she was right. She was right. What's the point? Just call another helpline for something else and then just... You know, just, uh, you know, for insurance or anything, any helpline. And they'd be like, yeah, I just need to talk to someone actually. Yeah, I can't pay attention. <laughs> it was a four-year waiting call list. Up the, call up else. the aerial clothing helpline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I often thought about that, like just calling up, like, you know, they got helplines for fucking Microsoft or wherever. Just call them up and be like, yeah, I'm having a really bad day. They're like, oh, and uh, is this, how is Windows 11 working for you? And he goes, well, that's not really what the problem is. Uh, my My partner left me. And just see how long are yeah. they there to help? Are they there to help or are they not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, did your did your partner take 
Windows 11 with them? Oh, is that the problem? <laughs> I just keep trying to steer it back to Windows 11. Well, do you know, Windows 11 has been uh, proven to increase people's happiness by 33%. <laughs> Not my happiness. Not mine. Me no, me, me no like Windows 11 or any of the 10s, any of the uh, 10 leading up to the 11. So I asked the GP if um, how much it would be to go private. And she said it would be a thousand euro to go private to get checked by a psychiatrist and get a session afterwards. And it's a six month waiting list anyway to go private. Oh, so I get him out of here. I give up. Uh, he got distracted and he left. Yeah. <laughs> he saw a and duck. I took, the, I took my crayons. I took my crayons and I stormed out. Um, See you later. Dave Crates is going to hear about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Dave, you just started reciting Dave Crates. Do it. Is it Dave Crates? I, I think I have attention name. deficit. Therefore, I do. Therefore, have it. I do. I'm saying I'm goodbye to you, young We've lady. Got, and then we, left. Speaking of foretelling the future, uh, Lolzy Byrne was on the weekend. She's been away for like she moved to New Zealand. Bush right? fashion. Bush, she was bush bash in New Zealand. Like she moved just before the pandemic as if she knew, didn't even know it was on the way. And then it hit. And then she was on the very top of New Zealand where it's like nice and warm and all that. Beautiful, picturesque. And she was doing comedy down there for two years while the rest of the world was like pandemicing. I know a few comedians who did that. That was, uh, they just bolted to New Zealand because they were, once you got on the island, you were sorted. Comedy, everything was just went ahead for the two years of lockdown. Yeah, man. So he's a he's a lousy man talking about New Zealand. I'm, I'm single, so when I was in New Zealand, I went on a load of Tinder dates because obviously I'm looking for a visa. Um, <laughs> I I went on a date with this gorgeous Kiwi fella. Oh my! You know when you just click with someone. We went for dinner and I just laughed the whole way through. We got on so well. Came to the end of the meal, I didn't want the date to end, and neither did he because he was like, oh, I don't suppose you want to come back to mine. And I was like, oh, I don't normally do that on the first date. I always do that on the first date. <laughs> I just be really clear, I fuck on the first date, okay? I don't beat around the bush. He beats around mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but went back to his house, right? And it was fucking unreal. It was stunning. It's like something from an interior design magazine. He opened the front door and the Bleeding Grand Designs theme tune started playing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And he noticed me looking around and he was like, well, you know, the view outside is even better. Why don't you come on my dick? <laughs> Hang on now. Fed <laughs> me once, shame on you. <laughs> so he went out onto his deck. <laughs> And we fucked for hours. <laughs> but I didn't come. Uh, great. Good old Lolzy. Lolzy, great to have back. her. Good to have her back. No, um, oh, that same night, uh, it was funny. So there was a, a group in, and uh, one of them was an accountant, and he stayed around after to chat to me. And he looked like the dodgiest. He was from the country, from Carlo, and he looked like a real dodgy lad, like kind of a greasy shirt but a bit of a bio he's wearing a uh, paddy cap but he was like you know, kind of quick talking country lad anyway he was he, 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 but you know what I was thinking he said oh if you need an account now I'll do your book so you know I'll be able to keep uh, keep any of that cash we'll keep it nice and quiet on you and I was like straight away he's dodgy you know yeah, yeah. Straight, but that's that's the one profession you want it to be dodgy is accountants you don't want an accountant who's the most straight laced obeying all the rules you know oh Eddie you didn't report that uh, two years ago I'm going to have to put that in now uh, in a report to the revenue blah, blah, blah. no that's the last person mm. you want you want a dodgy accountant but only accountants you don't want a dodgy doctor 
you know, no. <laughs> like, certain professions you need certain ways. Dodgy doctor being like, I'll give you a bit of extra this and a bit of that. And yeah, there's probably only about five professions that you wanted to take their job seriously. Doctors, as you said, pilots, uh, subway sandwich makers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, podcast producers Shane good work over yeah, there thank you Shane and what would be the fifth one that's it the bus, dri- bus drivers astronauts <laughs> and astronauts can do what they want it's not, doesn't, yeah, it's all doesn't on affect them. us it's all on them man but you want a dodgy accountant you know dodgy accountant our accountant was like uh, you know it's good and dodgy as well they're oh, like what, so what, what are your expenses uh, for the last year uh, and I was like oh, I don't know not much it's like a travel expenses a lot I was like well I was in lockdown so not and he goes okay 3,000 on travel <laughs> <laughs> we'll write that off and I was like that's a good accountant I like yeah. you yeah you just you want an account to say this quite regularly we didn't have this conversation yeah because yeah, then yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. the right track you just because the accounts are two things that you just don't their job is to not get you fined and keep you out of jail, pretty much. Yeah, you want your accountant to be like an autistic child holding his hands over his ears going, la, 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 yeah. la, la. Yeah, I think that's what Jimmy Carr's accountant did. Uh, Jimmy Carr's accountant... Well, I mean, he, he got... I mean, it was years ago now, but he got... The, the jokes of 8 out of 10 cats were all towards Jimmy and his uh, dodgy tax paying Oh, he avoided years. tax. It was a long time ago. Yeah, he avoided tax. But um, like all the jokes of that have been done. Even now, he gets roasted over it. But I mean, that he was like... Man, I just did what the accountant said. So he was probably that same dude from Carlo. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, same dude from Carlo. <laughs> but see, like if you and me were dodging tax, whatever, would the government even notice? Like when someone's earning millions, you might notice. That's when you get rid of the guy from Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> when you get Because they're the... going to be sniffing around. If you've got money, they'll be sniffing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need a professional. Okay, so who's left? Jarlith Regan we had on. Brilliant. Oh, so good. I hadn't seen him also in a couple of years since the pandemic because, you know, he lives in uh, London over there. Mm-hmm. St. Albans, very nice. And then and now uh, he was back for the week and it was it was class in him again yeah so good talking about the old Irish citizenship hit it Jarlath from Ireland let's have a cheer from the people not from Ireland proudly not from Ireland very good I mean I should say we are uh, in the process of selling passports to anybody that wants them right really easy really easy to get them right all you got to do is answer these five questions to establish if you have any Irish heritage uh, now, if you can answer yes to any of these, head up to the embassy and you, you could be in with a chance of getting one, right? Very easy to get, right? So here's the five questions. This is like a who do you think you are in the space of five questions. Very easy to do, right? Tune in. Now, everyone in the room, if you can answer yes to these, you'll know automatically if you've got Irish heritage. Question number one. Have you ever looked at the back of a box of tablets while asking out loud, can you drink on these? <laughs> I fucking feel it in the room, can't you? feel that Gaelic blood. Number two, do you have a vivid childhood memory of eating a picnic from the boot of a car on the side of a main road? A few more, a few more, good, good. A fucking few people looking weirdly at each other. Number three, do you regard crisps as a legitimate sandwich filling? Yes. For fuck's sake, we're really united as a group here tonight. And the final one is, have you ever reassured a severely sunburned person it will go brown? Jaladrigan there. I think I've nearly got I think I've got all those five things. I think I'm slowly becoming Irish. I reckon. You've done well, Damo. Done well. I'm just taking twenty years. Jarlet was also talking about how he met his now wife Tina. And uh, it was great because he asked someone in the audience, uh, how long have you guys been going out or been married or whatever? And it was a uh, 
I think we hear in the clip. Let's hear Giles Regan on a relationship. Nothing. So you're going to need to shout it out. How long? Thirty something years. Hasn't he stopped keeping count? That's how long it's going on. Thirty something. I no idea when the misery began. It's cool. I, I, I respect it. I respect it because you know why I respect it because I am twenty two years with my lady. Yeah, I know you gave a look like what the fuck? How the fuck did this guy meet the love of his life at five years old? That's crazy. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's a fucking arranged Irish marriage or some shit. No, I was 19. I saw her across a crowded student bar. Uh, not Trinity. And uh, I saw her, and this is the truth of this truth of my life. I saw her across a bar about where you are, sir. Made eye contact, and I knew. I don't know if it was the same for you, but I just knew in that moment I am probably not going to do much better than that. It was a beautiful... <laughs> Sweet, right? What a sweetie. What, what, a, what a little heartbreaker. Because the beauty of it is that she was looking at me thinking the exact same thing. And, and that's how it's worked. Yeah, Jalad Regan there. Jalad Regan. Also, they're waiting also, to... Also has a fantastic podcast, An Irishman Abroad. Oh, excellent. excellent. And so many, like, years worth of episodes. If you haven't listened to Irishman Abroad, dive in. And Jalad has also numerous podcasts. So jump in, they're all good. Jump in all of them. Check him out. He's great. It's been a podcast podcast show, hasn't it? With Tom the Bear. We got, uh, yeah, and, it, oh, and we got uh, a repeat, a guest who's coming back this week, Richie Bree. Richie Bree was on our first, I think, episode. Yeah. First or second episode, Richie Bree. We ha he was on again this week and uh, ripping up with his like slick jokes. And <laughs> Is that good? That's a, that's a nice introduction. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's got the slickest jokes. And uh, this one he's talking about, uh, well, it's from Belfast. So he's talking about uh, one of Belfast's, uh, I don't know if you could say greatest creations, but most famous. Like, yeah, I'm from Northern Ireland, but like my parents are from down here, you know? And they moved from the west of Ireland to Northern Ireland in the 1970s, because clearly that was the place to be. <laughs> I don't know what brochures they were looking at. But yeah, like the North has a bit of a colourful past, you know, but it's gotten a lot better recent years. You know, we legalise gay marriage, women now have rights over their bodies. And I was actually reading online that Northern Ireland is now the second most progressive country in Ireland. So... <laughs> so we're getting there. Um, you know, a lot of good has come from Belfast, you know, Titanic. Don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> that was our handiwork. Um, we love the Titanic in Belfast. You know, we've got the Titanic themed shops, bars, restaurants. We just can't get enough of it. You know? I just don't have it in my heart to tell the people of Belfast lands. It didn't make it. <laughs> in fact, the thing we're most proud of was a fucking disaster. <laughs> I think the people of Belfast they were just like, it was working fine when I left here. <laughs> Someone else's problem. It was good. I, I, I admire the band on the Titanic, you know? They went down with the ship. Very honorable thing to do, you know? It wasn't, well, it wasn't like a band, like, like, you know, Three Foot Under or whatever the fuck the name is. <laughs> that would have been a bit awkward, like, just use rocking out. 
I don't think many of us were born. <laughs> Is there any 110 year olds in? I think they're sitting down the back. <laughs> but like you couldn't have a band rocking out on the Titanic while people were running to the lifeboats. You know, like <laughs> this one's for all the ladies in lifeboats. <laughs> I'd like to be under the sea. No, it was like, um, it was like a string quartet, you know, like violins and cellos and stuff. And the idea was that they would keep playing while people were getting on the lifeboats. So it would calm them down. Now, I don't know about you, <laughs> but in the final moments of my life, I don't think a song is gonna chill me out. <laughs> Just running for your death going, we're all gonna fucking die. I love this song. This is, <laughs> that's, no, you just going ahead. I'll catch the next one. It's Beethoven. Uh, I think, I think though if I, was, if I was on the Titanic, right, and I was in the band, it's all over anyway, right? I'd like to have a bit of fun, right? I'd be there in the band, people running by screaming, I'd just go, dun 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 Richie Bree! Richie Bree. The first of uh, many acts to be back to the club. Hmm. I guess because it's the eighth episode. About eight weeks, this, I guess, must be the turnaround of like some acts. Yeah, it's like a back. it's usually a, 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 I've figured out a three month turnaround minimum between acts for different. But acts. Richie's so good, he came back a bit earlier. Get in here, Richie. <laughs> Get in here, Richie. Oh yeah, so uh, I think a couple of weeks ago I said uh, there was a story we didn't have time for. We're talking about sex workers, remember? And I said I'll tell you the story. So anyway, stop hounding me on the socials, everybody. I'll tell you, both of you. Okay, <laughs> so uh, I live in a part of Dublin uh, near the canal where uh, I live in the, in the canal. No, and then um, you see ladies on the corner. That still happens. Like, I don't and they're know. not waiting for the bus. It's a weird story to tell because there's a whole thing. I don't know how to feel about it, but it's, there's, yeah, there's ladies on the corner. I don't know how to feel about it. In the night. Well, I mean, you know, I've mentioned this on stage and people just go a bit weird because they're like, no, it's just a weird thing to talk about. Because men are like, oh, convenient. Yeah. A what? lady on your corner right by your door. Yeah. What pigs are you hanging other, out with? No, I mean, like, audience, but you can feel it. And other people are like, oh, the poor people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It opens up a whole thing. Oh, so, like, so there's one of two reactions. Sympathy or horniness. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Or both at the same time. <laughs> Which is probably <laughs> a fetish. poor, beautiful person. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a fetish in Stockholm, Sweden. That's what day crates really died of. It wasn't pneumonia. Yeah, cephalonia. Cephalonia. <laughs> he also invented cephalonia, that day crates. So speaking of night rates, so, um, and what's weird is my door is right near the corner. So sometimes when I'm walking home, I reach into my pocket to get out my keys, but it looks like I'm reaching in pocket to get my wallet out. So are you looking for business? That's the little uh, catchphrase. Are you looking for business? Are you looking for business? And you're like, I'm looking for my keys, actually. I'm looking for my keys. And I'm like, um, not tonight. Or sometimes I go, I go oh, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> not I'm tonight. Good. I'm good. Like, like, how do you say, no, thanks. I'm good for business. They're like, no, thanks. Yeah. So you just try and be polite. Go, oh, and then you start to change it. The, because then, then I'm getting the key into the door. Not a euphemism. I'm actually unlocking my door. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and then, but she's still standing there. So, you know, so it's not awkward. She's like, oh, no, you know, nice night. You know, what? unlocking yeah. the door have a good one you know it's the usual have a good one <laughs> so 
<laughs> I don't know. What do you say? Have a good one. And then one night I was coming home and uh, it was raining, right? And then she was under an umbrella. With the, you just see the, the the high boots and the short skirt and the umbrella. Right. The so I was like... Um, she boots and an umbrella. Boots and umbrella, probably other things. And then she lifts the umbrella. She's like, hey, look at my business. And then she recognized me because she's been there before in the corner. And I was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, ah, you know, not bad. She says something like, ah, no, but you know, you know yourself. Well, no, not really, but... Color, okay. color are you. <laughs> the color are you. And I was like, oh, um... Oh, rain, rain, rain. What? <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, wet all night. Because I'd seen it before, I was like, I don't know why, I don't know where this came from, but I lived in Ireland too long. I was like, oh, would you like me to bring a cup of tea? That's what I, that, was the, mm -hmm. that was the next thing I said. And she was like, ah, oh, yeah, if it's going. If it's going. I was like, yeah, cool. So this is about, I don't know, one in the morning. So I went in, um, <laughs> boiled the kettle. Now, this is a horrible thing to say, but this is a thought in my head, right? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. This is just a thought that I had. I was like, I'll choose a mug that I, I, I never want to see again. <laughs> like, would you go back out and collect the mug? Hey, I was just going to give away a mug. That's fair enough. You give a cup of tea to any stranger. You don't take your mug you back. You don't expect to get the mug back. Yeah. I was like, that's not... That's not got a mug it's not specific to the person at hand that would be no. any stranger yeah it's just like here's a, i'm not going to choose one of a set or a gift that i got i'll choose a, a no nice one's, mug. no one's judging you on your choice there with the the mug choice of mug the world's best golfer or something you give her that yeah. one um i don't play golf so i didn't ask how she wanted it so i, th I just guessed white will one one sugar dash of milk stir it around so how long did that take three minutes tops how long does it take for the kettle to boil one minute two minutes right whatever however long it takes it was less than three minutes i was out on the street so she was there with the umbrella i give her the cup i hand the cup to you over i was like there you go i go it's just white with one and then she lifts the umbrella different woman wow in, in that, that time in that time the one that i knew gone another new another one so now so you're just some strange Aussie bloke coming up with a cup of tea yeah and the door was right behind I just appeared out of nowhere <laughs> three past one in the morning with a mug of tea so like I, that is, must be the she what did she say what, what happened she was like what of course you would if, if that happened in the daytime it'd be weird so I can't give her the tea now because she'll be thinking what is he going to try and there was no yeah, she didn't ask the, what's for in the tea what's in the tea is this a euphemism or is it a fetish? Does he want to get teabagged? <laughs> <laughs> like who knows? So I just so what to, did you do? Well, I mean, I, I thought it'd be rude to just go, no, well, you can't have it and then walk back inside. So I just stood next to her and had the chats while I drank the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so for the next 10 minutes until like a taxi pulled up, I was just there going, well, the rain has died down a little bit at least, you know, just, just chit chat. And then um, we just talked about the weather and it's quiet and, um, you know, that was... You should open a little uh, coffee van outside your house <laughs> and just sell, sell to the ladies of the night. Yeah, so that you'd have to say uh, orders in less than one minute. Or Call else. it Roxanne. 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 Roxanne bus. Yeah, the Roxanne. Although that song, but, is the, the song Roxanne, it's a great song. Great song. But to the actual sex workers, it's a bit of a guilt trip, isn't it? Yeah, you don't have to put on that red light. You don't have to put on She's like, look, I'm doing my work. You don't have to you don't put on the to. red light. It's like, hey, what if I like it? I Shut up, Sting. I get more money than you, mate. <laughs> sting. <laughs> sting. I mean, 
not now. Sting's rich, but I mean, who knows? Back in the day, um, money. So anyway, mad. that that was that that was that story. I haven't seen that one since the cup of tea. When I haven't seen her again. I've seen other ladies, but not. I'm sure you haven't. I think uh, she. Oh, here we go. There, there's she, the horniness. She... I told you, you can't talk about it without someone going. Oh yeah, you love a bit of I haven't seen her since. Oh yeah, well if I was standing in a corner and an Aussie man come up, I'd be like, ah, that quarter's not for me. Yeah, I haven't seen either of them actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just trying to be nice. She's a neighbour, you know. Well, I, I, well, she's that's like that. Damo, you fit right in in Dublin. You know, everyone says Dublin people they're so friendly, but it's just poor boundaries, really. You yeah, know, the poor friendly, boundaries. Poor boundaries. You're you're you fit right in. Yeah, sex worker. You're like, I know. I'll make them dinner. <laughs> no, but it was just a cold night, man. She sees me all the time. No, you are. You're a good person. Didn't know what else to say. Anyway, so that's um, that's that. I'll let you. I'll, I'll keep you updated if I, see, if I see her again. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna offer any food, drink, or anyone unless I know them now. Just that's chats. It. Just chats until I go. Can you leave me alone now, please? No yeah. more business. Hmm. I like how they say look of a business because um, I'd love it if. Imagine if you just you come home and look of a business. No, but I'm just about to play Xbox and I need a two player. I need a second player. I'll give you fifty euro to help me. Whack zombies in the head with a shovel. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Your wife comes home from drinking and there's someone sitting on the beanbag like, pew, 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 pew. Oh, this is Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne. Wouldn't that be cool? Rather yeah. that. Just a pal. Just a pal and just a Call me, Damo. You don't need any sex work. That's true. That. I'll just play the Xbox I'll just, with you. I'll just give you a ring, yeah. Yeah, give me a ring. Yeah. <laughs> give me a ring. Thanks for listening this week. That's probably a good time to... And that was episode eight of the Crackdown yeah. Comedy Club. <laughs> well, don't forget and through it. Yeah, have I reached oh. up on your list of top top friends? If now? you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review um, on Spotify or Apple or whatever podcast platform you use. It goes a long way. And if you're around Dublin, come to the Crackdown. We're six nights a week. Yeah, man, throw us five stars. Come along. Any suggestions of talk topics or comedians you'd like to see or hear more of, throw us up. Any talk topics you want Eddie or me to try on stage, throw them as well. DM the old Insta or info at crackdowncomedyclub.com. See you next week. See you next week. Hey.